Hey guys, welcome back to the Queen's Christian Union podcast, Prepare to Share. It's so good to have you guys back and we really, we're really glad that so many of you have journeyed along with us to this point in, in the podcast. Right now we're on Zoom, you'll probably have guessed by the slight drop in quality in the sound um, and that's just with lockdown and stuff and um, it's definitely a bit better to be on Zoom but thank you guys for sticking in and hanging in with us and um, it's been really great. Hopefully you were able to tune in last week and you heard Rico, Rico Tice talk to us about sin and how we can effectively share what sin is and how that affects us and our friends um, in our evangelism and um, that was really great and so moving on from there we've got Mer Casement with us this week so Mer it's so good to have you with us and um, thank you why don't you introduce yourself can you tell us who you are maybe what what do you do that sort of thing Sure. Thanks very much. Um, I started my working life as a solicitor um, and then became a Presbyterian minister and um, worked for a number of years in St. Field. Um, and then for the last 12 years, I've been running the Cornhill training course in Belfast, um, which is based along the model of the Cornhill training course in London, which has been running for over 25 years. And essentially what we do is just train people and how to handle the Bible and then how to teach it to others. So we want to give people confidence in understanding the Bible for themselves and then communicating its truth to others. And we've got people from a whole range of backgrounds who come and do the course. Some people not much older than you, some quite a bit older than you. Um, so various ages and stages, but basically equipping people to teach the Bible. Great. Um this week we're looking at how we can better handle God's word in our evangelism and why it's so important that we, we use and trust the Bible while we do it. Uh, and I know we have all these apologetics and we can have all these great arguments for, for the gospel and for who Jesus is. But Mer, can you explain to us why it's so important that we use God's word in evangelism? Well, I suppose ultimately it's in the Bible that we find the gospel. Um, that's where we really learn who Jesus is um, and what he came to do. That's where we find the truth of why this world even exists and who we are and what our place is in it. Um, and, and ultimately that's what we've got to bring people back to because it's the gospel that saves them. It's faith in Jesus that saves them. And it's the Bible that's going to talk about that. So yes, as you said, using apologetics, is great on certain levels, at least to get people maybe to engage. But ultimately what they have to engage with is with the truth of the Bible and what it actually says in God's word. I think probably one of the other things that's really important to remember um, in terms of using the Bible in our evangelism um, is that whilst there's obviously a place for testimony and sort of saying what God has done for us in our lives, um, there's a level of subjectivity in that, that people can go, well, that's fine. I'm glad you found something that works for you. Um, but if it's just about, oh, I've got this thing that works for me, then they can say, well, I've got something else that works for me, another philosophy of life that I find works quite well for me. So I'm happy for you to have yours, but I can have mine. And it's only when we come to the Bible that we're kind of faced with the truth. And actually it's not, just here's one thing that works quite well why don't you try it but actually this is about God's truth not about just my experience and how I can have a good experience of God or whatever. Brilliant and I guess there's a lot of like 
confidence that gives us in that as well, knowing that, I mean, obviously it's not all relying on us and we don't need to have Absolutely. all the perfect answers because it's mm-hmm. never in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And okay, as, as well, it's not just a case of look at me and how good my life is and you can try and be like me. Um, we're pointing people to Jesus and we do that through the Bible and we want to give them confidence in him and who he is. Because I think if people are dependent upon us, um, you know, if we slip up or whatever, then is their faith going to be wrecked because they were kind of almost trusting a bit in who we were um, as opposed to in Jesus, you know, and, and we all need him. Um, and so that's why we kind of need to keep coming back to the Bible. Brilliant. Yeah, and Mer, I guess when we're talking about the Bible with people, it's really important that we all know what it actually is. And probably increasingly in Northern Ireland, we'd say people are growing up in church less and less, especially mm-hmm. um, students now would probably not know exactly what the Bible is. So mm-hmm. should we explain to them before we open it maybe with our friends what it is? And if to, what is the Bible? How do we do that? <laughs> Well, I suppose in simple terms, it is how we believe God speaks to us. Um, And I suppose there's an aspect where you have to try to explain to people that this is God's living word. So although these words were written down thousands of years ago, this is truth for all time um, that we believe has come from God. Now, obviously, it's, it's channeled through human beings, but it is God by his spirit speaking his truth to us and there will be some people who don't really get that who don't really understand what we're talking about there probably are some people who will say well look is it not just all myth and all made up and there are arguments that you can put forward in terms of trying to defend the bible Um, and there are arguments you can use to defend how reliable it is how good the evidence is in terms of the number of manuscripts and all that type of thing But sometimes I think actually you just need to say to people, well, look, let's just look at the Bible together. So even get them to sort of set aside what prejudices they have about whether this is God's word or not. But just say, look, this is what Christians believe. So can we just read it and see what it says? Because I think ultimately, if we believe that the power is in God's word, then he can confirm to people as they read the Bible that this is true, whatever preconceptions they may have as they come to it. And I suppose the other thing too is that actually as you read the Bible, it does make sense. (laughs) I know there may be certain things that people like to bring up as contradictions, but really the whole Bible does hang together. Um, And it's not a whole kind of mishmash of disconnected things. And even if you read through one of the Gospels, there's a story that's kind of quite easy to follow. Um, it's written in a way that can be understood. Um, and so I think it's really important that you kind of say to people, look, this is what our faith is based on. So would you be happy to just read a bit of it with me? Because as you say, a lot of people haven't actually read the Bible or they've just heard bits of Bible stuff, but actually might be quite surprised when they read and see what the Bible actually does say, you know, because they've probably all sorts of things from the culture around mixed in um, that's more confusing than helpful, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'd all be pleasantly surprised. I know I have been with my friends who are actually keen to find out what the Bible actually says. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, 
the Bible's a, like a big book. There's 66 mm. books inside it. Like, where would we begin? Or where should we? Or how should we begin? If someone is keen to find out what the Bible says. Well, um, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you'll, you'll realize that there are certain parts are a bit harder than others. So obviously don't dive into something that's really complicated. I'm not sure I'd go straight to Revelation or whatever. Um, but um, in many respects, I think probably the Gospels are the easiest place to start. Um, maybe even slightly easier than, than Genesis, because the slight problem if you start in Genesis with some people is you get hung up on lots of arguments about science and evolution and all sorts of things, which, you know, valid enough questions perhaps, but some people might feel more able than others to, to deal with those. So in many ways, I think the Gospels are probably easier places to start, not least because they really do focus on Jesus and he is at the heart of what we believe. And, and, and ultimately, um, how people respond to the truth is really dependent on their response to jesus jesus is the big sticking point if you like you know because other religions are happy for you to talk about god or some sense of a divine being or whatever um but when it comes down to jesus and who he is um then we don't agree you know even with other religions that think he existed we don't agree as to who he really is and the gospel confronts us with that. So in the gospel, it's clear that Jesus believes he is the son of God. You know, he knows who he is um, and he knows what he has come to do. Um, and he knows that the cross is not a mistake. Um, it's all part of God's plan. Um, so I think probably I would go for a gospel as a, a good starting point. Super. Yeah. And uh, just a shout out to those listening. The CU, we, all, we have a lot of Uncover Johns and Uncover Marks. So if you ever want one, please get in touch. We'll happily give you a few. Uh, and I guess we touched on it earlier at the start, where you talked about how our testimony is subjective, like people can question that. Uh, and, and there's a few difficulties, at least I find God's word is truth. It's objective truth, even if my friend doesn't believe that. But how can we communicate that without compromising or what are some principles we can bring in when we're looking at the Gospels? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it's important just to be honest and say, yeah, these are quite hard things. And, you know, Jesus is very blunt at times in what he says when he's talking about heaven and hell and so on. He's, he doesn't pull his punches. Um, but I suppose at the same time, you, you have to stress that actually all of this is given to us because God loves us. You know, so Jesus talks a lot about hell because he wants us to avoid that. He's come to save us from that. Um, and actually, you know, the gospel isn't such good news if it's just, oh, Jesus came so you could have a slightly happier life now. And who knows what might happen later. And actually, everybody might end up in heaven anyway. And, you know, it suddenly starts to make a lot less sense. Um, but um, it is hard, I think, where people kind of get enough when they're reading the Gospels to see there is a cost involved in this. Um, and yet at the same time, we shouldn't minimize that. You know, it is, as you say, 
it's tricky because you kind of want to make this as accessible as possible and almost as palatable as possible for people kind of, you know, this is a nice, good thing. It is a great thing, but actually it does come at a cost. And, uh, you know, that's why not everybody's a Christian, because deep down people know, mm, if I accept this, this could make a bit of a difference to how I live my life. And so ultimately they have to be convinced that it's worth it, you know, and that's what Jesus keeps saying. Look, this could be hard at times, but it's worth it. You know, what's the point in gaining your life now and losing it later, um, gaining the whole world and losing your life at the end of it? You know, this life might offer you certain things, but if it means you're going to end up in hell, is it really worth that? Um, and, and Jesus is honest about those things because he loves us and he wants what is best for us, um, not because he kind of wants to spoil our fun. Um, so um, apologies for the dog barking in the background, if you heard that. Um, uh, should we ever look at the Bible and, you know, almost investigating it and seeing if it's true? Or say when we're reading, should we just go, this is what it says, this is truth? Or should we ever, you know, step into our friend's shoes? Or is that compromising, if, if you know what I mean? Um, I think it's fair enough to say, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I get that this is kind of hard, maybe hard to accept. Um, and, and yet, ultimately, I suppose what we have to say is that um, this is God's word from beginning to end. And I, I think it, it's slightly different to say I have a, a problem understanding that or kind of t totally getting my head around that, as opposed to, I totally refuse to accept and believe that, and I reject that, you know? So I think maybe it's helpful to make that distinction that we don't, we won't understand everything. There's a certain mystery involved in who God is, because if we could understand it all perfectly, if it made perfect sense to us, we'd be God. Um, so uh, there are certain things that we'll not totally get our heads around. Um, and so I think it's fair enough to say to people, look, yeah, I get that this is hard really to understand. And maybe there's sometimes you just slightly have to park things and go, I don't totally get that. But do I understand what the gospel is about? Do I realize that I need Jesus to save me? I can't save myself. My only hope is through him and what he has done. Am I prepared to put my trust in him? Yes. You know, sort of, so um, maybe it does help just to, say to people, look, you don't have to have every box ticked. There's certain things you have to get in place, but not every last thing necessarily. I think in that for us, there's a lot of requirement for patience with people. Mm. I think I've definitely found, you know, if someone agrees to do a Bible study with you automatically, and as you should be, like, mm. you're excited because mm. you're going to open God's word with them and they're going to mm. get to see who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. um, but then I guess... Yes, have a healthy expectation of God is powerful mm. for his word, but, mm. you know, it is, there's a lot in it, and mm. us coming from a background, and if you've been a Christian a while, it seems so easy, but it, it actually mm. is really quite difficult for people to grasp. Absolutely, and I think you've touched on a good point there, because um, there are more and more people now who haven't grown up with what, you know, people have who've come through a Christian home or through church and Sunday school and so on. And I suppose what we forget is that over those years, however much or little you could kind have of accepted or believed, you were hearing a lot of the truth. 
week after week after week. Um, and if you've never really heard any of that, it's a massive thing suddenly to be confronted with it. And I think you're right to say that we do need to be patient. And we need to realize that actually it's not just going to be a case of sit down four or five times and suddenly the penny will drop. You know, one of the interesting things in Mark's gospel, especially, is that we see that the disciples just really don't get who Jesus is for for so much of the gospel almost. Um, there's a lot of blindness going on there, and um it needs God to open their eyes to understand. And you know, that's quite helpful, I think, for us to have in mind as we're um opening the gospel with friends. Actually, this could take a long time um, before it really makes sense to them. And for us to even step out and open up, up God's word with unbelievers mm-hmm. takes us to have a faith and confidence that God will do mightily yeah. through yeah. His, by his word and mm-hmm. for, his, for his own purposes. Mm-hmm. And I guess we, we've covered a few principles, but do you have any other tips or encouragements, Mur, that you would give someone who, who, who is curious about how we can do this? Yeah. Um, I think one or two things to say, obviously what I was just touching on there in terms of the, the time factor, um, to be aware that this could be a, a long process. Now, um, I wouldn't say to someone, do you want to sit down and read the Bible once a week for the next year? You know, sort of don't scare people off. Um, so start at a manageable level of just suggesting, you know, once or twice we'll sit down and do this. And then just have to gauge if God's at work, then hopefully they will actually want to keep looking, you know, um, and keep coming back. Um, but I suppose we need to be aware um, that that sometimes people will just go, mm, no, kind of not that interested just now. And it's a bit like what Rico Tice was saying in the last podcast about, you know, celebrating life with people. And then when they're kind of put up the shutters a bit, just go back to, to doing that. You know, don't ditch someone just because they don't want to read the Bible with you anymore. Um, because then they just think I was an evangelistic target for you. You weren't really that you're not really a friend. Um, but, you know, be aware that this could be a long process and that just because somebody gives up once doesn't mean on down the line, you might not have the chance. I think the other thing says that um, we need to be honest when we don't have answers. You know, so it's not like we know everything. Um, and um, if somebody asks us a question and we haven't a clue, it's fair enough to say, oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I'm not sure I know the answer either. Um, but then to try and find out, you know, ask someone else um, to help you um, or look up something that might help you. Um, try and find an answer for them. Um, and sometimes you will, and sometimes you'll not find something that conclusive. Um, and you're back to saying, look, you know, not everything is cut and dried. You know, there are things that we just still struggle with. Even big brains struggle with this, you know, sort of. Um, so I think we should be honest. Um, but I suppose one other thing to say is that we should do a bit of prep ourselves before we open up whatever chapter it is, you know, sort of. So even if you're using Uncover and stuff, you know, you need to go over the questions yourself and go, what I think is the answer here, um, rather than just let's sit down together, blank sheet almost, you know, and see where we go. So I think you do need to do a bit of homework yourself, sort of, so that you have at least a better idea than the person you're with. But one last thing, um, and again, we touched on this saying about how people may not 
have had much of a background in the Bible. So it, it's important to remember that if you've grown up in home or you've been church for quite a long time, you will know quite a lot more than they do. <laughs> so, you know, you may not, may not think you know that much, but actually you do know a lot more than they do. And sometimes when you start to, to open the Bible with people, you, you do realize, wow, you haven't a clue about what's going on here. Um, so, you know, have a certain, the confidence is ultimately in the power of God's word, but at the same time, have some confidence in the fact that you do know something. So there's something that you can say. Absolutely. Yeah, and I guess then just to kind of come towards the end of stuff, um, I think that's been so helpful. Um, um, like really, this is a really, really important part of our evangelism for sure. And so there's obviously a lot more like you're saying, prepare to open God's word with people. There's a lot more we can kind of look into this. So we always kind of ask at the end of the podcast, do you have any resources, anything else to kind of people can go to if they're looking to, to start a Bible study or something like that with a friend? Yeah. Well, you obviously mentioned the un- uncover stuff, which is really useful. Um, there's another series called The Word One-to-One, um, which goes through John's Gospel and it actually has more or less the answers written out as well. So um, there's there's less prep involved almost in doing that. Now, it, it's very strung out, you know, sort of it goes bit by bit. Um, so it's quite a long thing if you were working through it. But equally, if someone's interested, then they may keep kind of wanting to do a bit more. But there's a, there's a little book um, on actually one-to-one Bible reading. It's called One-to-One Bible Reading by David Helm. Um, H-E-L-M and um, it talks about reading the Bible with one other person now it kind of it's both about doing it evangelistically and also what Christians can do one-to-one as well um, in a sort of discipleship way but um, it's got eight studies I think it is at the end on Mark's gospel you know you can use so um, that could be a a possible resource Um, if you're worried about kind of defending the Bible and can we trust the Bible or whatever, um, there's a little book by Barry Cooper um, called Can I Really Trust the Bible? Um, which just gives sort of how you can be confident in what we have as being um, God's word. Um, and I suppose one other thing, although we're looking at the Bible, um, people will have other questions, you know, and I suppose that's one thing that we're slightly scared of. They'll bring up, why does God allow suffering or, you know, this kind of thing and think, ah, I don't know if I can answer that. Um, Rico was obviously on last week and the Christianity Explored website actually has video clips of answers to tough questions. So there's a little tab on the Christianity Explored website that says tough questions and you can just look and there are little video clips of, you know, um, people answering this sort of the big questions that people ask and actually maybe looking at those is quite helpful just to think okay here's one or two things I could say if somebody comes at me with that question because I think the thing is that people come with their own agendas you know and, and there will be things in their head even if it's not there in the text you know they'll go well what about this and it's you can kind of say well that's not really what we're talking about now but you can't pound people off forever you know sort of so I think you have to be able at least to give a wee bit of an answer there so that's maybe another resource that might be helpful to have a, a look at absolutely and even with all in big questions what i find there's a lot more smarter people than i am who've dedicated their whole lives mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. wrestle with these big questions so we don't mm-hmm. shy away from them like the christian worldview provides mm-hmm. answers 
for yeah. these situations. And to close, ultimately, that's trust God's word. That's trust God's power. This is his means by which he draws people to himself. So that's back God in, in this and yeah. rest in him and his power. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, we believe that it is the word of the gospel that changes people's lives. So if you take the parable of the sower, for instance, it is the same seed that goes into the different grounds, but there's different ground out there. And we've got to remember that. So you may scatter that seed and it seems like nothing's happening. Um, but we keep scattering it because it's that word that is powerful. And where God works, then there's a great harvest that comes. So um, the power is in his word and we just need to be faithful in, in sharing that with whoever we're not responsible for the results i think that's really important for us to keep remembering you know we just have to give people the opportunity to hear the truth and then respond to it yeah brilliant i guess guys then the challenge is can you ask a friend who hopefully you've been tra traveling through life with and um, and getting to know can you ask them would they be interested in opening up the bible with you and um, like we've said not all the seed will fall on good ground right now but there's no harm in asking i'm sure if they say no they're not gonna ghost you for the rest of your life don't worry so yeah thanks for listening everyone yeah thanks very much we're gonna end it there and for kismet thank you so much for coming on it's been great